Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Today we are going to return to the book of Genesis, so if you are free to read along in your Bible, do find Genesis 1. For the last couple of programs, we have looked at 2 Peter chapter 3, where God tells us specifically how this earth will one day be destroyed, better said purified, by Him. So that when we are in conversation with people who manifest worry about the future of the earth due to global warming or climate change or climate catastrophe, whatever term they use, we will point back to the foundation of our biblical worldview and show them in the Bible why we believe such fear is unmerited. Now, Having talked about how God, using fire, will one day radically transform this world, God's action, not the actions of men and women, we want to be certain to affirm that indeed Christians do have a God-given responsibility to care for His creation. Sometimes I meet Christians that demonstrate this attitude. It's all going to burn in the end. God's going to blow it up by fire, so why care about the earth? I cringe whenever I hear this. Not only is this attitude very unappealing to people in the environmental movement that we are trying to reach with the gospel and the truth of who God is, this is unappealing to God. Those who believe that what happens in the end justifies living however they want now, those who refuse to be good stewards of God's creation, His handiwork, are those living in sin, going straight up against the commands of our Maker. I want to take us to Genesis 1 and show how, from the very beginning, we are commanded to have dominion over the earth to rule and subdue it by being good stewards of what God has entrusted to us. I will be reading in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. The context here is the sixth day of God's creation, and in verse 26 we read this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let me pause my reading there. God creates the man, and God makes man in God's image. Drop down to verse 27. Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. God also created the woman. And God makes the woman in God's image. Men and women are made in the image of God. I know you've got a lot going on and you're probably very busy, but I urge you to please pause and take that in. Do not let this pass you by so quickly and easily. All of us are made in the very image of God. I'm going to have more to say about what being made in God's image means for us, 
especially when we get to our next topic of evolution. But for right now, I want you to know that to be made in the image of God means that God has given us, unique in all of his creation, a certain authority. With this God-given authority, we have a specific duty to perform for God. And that duty is to subdue and to rule all of God's creation. God made man and woman to have dominion over this earth. We have dominion over the earth. The earth does not have dominion over us. Well, let's find this in Genesis. This dominion mandate is found in verse 26 and in verse 28. Continuing in Genesis 1, verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule. There is the word rule. God says the man and the woman are to rule. Rule what? God says so. Let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Then again in verse 28, God reiterates this command. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it and rule. There is subdue and rule again. Subdue and rule what? God says so. Fill the earth and subdue it, And rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The language here is descriptive of kingship. A king has authority. He has dominion. A king rules. A king subdues what he rules. We know that God is king. He has authority and dominion, he rules and he subdues, and we are made in his image. Part of what this means is that God has given to each of us the authority and responsibility to do for this earth what he does for the whole universe, and that is to have dominion, to rule and subdue this earth on his behalf. We are not the king, but we are vice-regents. A vice-regent is a ruler who acts in the place of a sovereign. That's us. God is the sovereign, and we are appointed by him as vice-regents over this earth that he has given us to inhabit. It is fascinating to me that in ancient Near Eastern history, the context for Genesis, and within the non-biblical literature that comes out of the ancient Near East, there is the inference that human kings, those who had authority and dominion, ruled and subdued, were thought to be made in the image of God. That's a small g-god. For example, we have this inscription from ancient Assyria to Isar Haddon. A free man is as the shadow of God, the slave as the shadow of a free man. But the king 
He is like unto the very image of God. Unquote. In other words, the king, Isar Hadon, lived in the very image of God. And of course, sadly, by God, they did not mean the God, but a pagan God. Old Testament scholar Bruce Waltke quotes Ian Hart as follows. In the ancient Near East, it was widely believed that a god's spirit lived in any statue or image of that god, with the result that the image could function as a surrogate for the god's dominion wherever it was placed. It was also customary in the ancient Near East to think of the king as a representative of a god. Since in that world the king rules under the ultimate rule of his god, the king must be ruling on his god's behalf. Not surprisingly, therefore, these two distinct surrogates for the god, his idol and his king, became connected and a king came to be described as an image of a god. Close quote. Waltke himself continues, and please grasp this. In contrast, however, to the ancient Near Eastern political theory, Genesis 1 confers this authoritative status of God's image to all human beings, so that we are all kings given the responsibility to rule as God's vice-regents on earth. Unquote. So we have what we read in the non-authoritative literature outside of Scripture, and then we have the authoritative text of Scripture, and by comparing the two, we see what is similar and what is very different. It is significant, I think, to at least be aware of how God consciously, through the Bible, opposes what he knows is coming, pagan gods idols, statues, and kings. The one true God distinguishes himself and his plans and commands for us. Let's finish with Dr. Waltke as he writes, As we step out onto the stage of life, we are to understand that the blessed God crowned all of us, not just the kings who rule us, to reign with glory and honor and dignity. C.S. Lewis remarked at the coronation of Queen Elizabeth in 1953 that the pressing of that huge, heavy crown on that small young head was a symbol of the situation of all men. God has called humanity to be his vice-regents on earth. End of quote. So, being made in the image of God means that God has given men and women, unique in his creation, this authority to have dominion, to rule and subdue the earth, and all the other living creatures on the earth. Note, no command was given that we have dominion over other men and women. The dominion mandate is for earth and the creatures of this earth. Later, when we sin, we have this drive to dominate one another, 
but that is an evil desire. Okay, we are off to a good start understanding Genesis chapter 1. So please join us next time for much more and do so because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.